You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast, recording live in studio. It's myself, Tim Mazarana, along with the amazing and versatile uh, Jamie, Jamie Noteboom, and then uh, also along for the ride tonight is Dave Thomas, as always. <laughs> yeah. so. I was going to say you, but then, then you had to, you know, yeah, you know, so, but uh, tonight we're excited. We have Athens Archery, Athens Archery on with us tonight. Jim and Tracy are joining us from Athens Archery. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello, hello. Good. Good. How are you? Awesome. It's great to talk to y'all. So let's start with the first easy gorilla in the room question. Jim, what's it like owning a bow company? Is it like seriously like just too much work or is it like seriously badass? Like which which is it? Should we ask Jim or should we ask Tracy? Probably Tracy. <laughs> um I want to hear your answer and then I'll get mine. Everybody thinks it's this glorious thing and it's still work at the end of the day, right? Like <laughs> Oh, look, you own a bow company. You must hunt all the time. You must go all these targets. I haven't shot competition in a couple of years now since. <laughs> yeah. the only yeah. And hunting is um, hunting is rare. I mean, I have to basically leave the state in order to actually get away for a little while. So it's not as glamorous as from people. the company. Yeah, yeah. from the company. Because okay. otherwise, you know, you sit in a tree stand locally <laughs> and there's just this um, intense amount of guilt. It's like, I should be back in the office doing something more productive than this right now. Like yeah. it, it, that dough is just not worth the next three hours of my life. <laughs> cutting her up. Like it just, I'm just going to let her walk. So there's, there's a lot of deer that survive around me now because I just don't have time. <laughs> you you got to pull a Dave. And like, when you go hunting, you just got to complain. Oh, I pulled my back last week. So I need you guys. I need you guys to do all the work for me after I shoot. <laughs> come, come get this deer. Well, and you can't blame. Well, in in, the, in that case, especially being a, an owner, you can't you can't blame it on the on the equipment, right? Like there was right. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> that is out the window. Like you just can't use that at all. So that's funny. Tracy, well, would you agree with that answer? Uh, I agree with it, but maybe just slightly different. So I think it is definitely not glamorous, the way Jim said. It is a lot of work because anytime you own a small business, right? The owners are who is I think pulling. Yes, you have employees, but we're pulling so much of the weight. And then you're working all the time, like behind the scenes, off hours. Um, 
but it's a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah, if people call, it's a lot of fun. If people call in sick, the buck always falls with you at the end yeah. of the day. So. And, and ultimately, all the decisions fall with you at the end of the day. Even if you've got a great team around you, at the end of the day, they come to you to make the final decision. So there's a lot of work, a lot of pressure, but um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Labor of love. It is a labor of love. That's totally the case. That's why yes. we do it. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so can you give us a, a little bit of history on the company? How did, how did you guys get started? Um, so I was, I have some previous outdoor experience um, and back in, so Athens started in 2009 and I knew about the company back then. Um, and in 2018 or so, we were approached and, hey, hey, it's available and up for sale. We had been kind of looking for another yeah. business to start. Yep. Um, and so we thought it'd be a great idea to get into the archery industry because, you know, I, you know, it, it's a great, it, it's a great community and it create, um, there's a lot of really great people in the industry. And so getting back into it was just seemed like a natural transition for us. Um, so we we acquired the company in 2018. Ironically, moved it from Rochester, Indiana to Rochester, New York, yep. and started making some good marketing and sales changes that it desperately needed. It was a great product with a really good following. It just it needed some a, a fresh face to it. So, yeah, after sitting down with the owners and really kind of seeing where it was at and what we knew we could do with it, it just seemed like a good fit for us. And we were actively looking to purchase a company um, anyway. Um, and so what didn't take too long for us to kind of come to the conclusion that it was the right thing for us to do um and it was an easy move for us yeah um, and I, to I think move it from where it was to where it is now i mean we looked at a couple other businesses as well but yep. um it, none of them really made me want to get up in the morning and work like they were all kind of that was a big thing. That was actually a really big that thing. Was a big we, thing. We looked at a couple of them. We're like, oh, you got to be up and open the open the shop up at five in the morning. Yeah. And it's like, man, I don't, that doesn't sound like that, much yeah. fun at all. Like, <laughs> the passion well, wasn't there. Right? Yeah. There were other businesses we looked at, but I don't think either of us felt passionate about it. And that we got onto this and that was a whole different game because all of a sudden we realized we can get passionate about this and we can get behind this. Um, and we just never thought it was something we could do. Like, who buys an archery company. So, but we did, the opportunity came along and we did it. Yeah. And for, for me, especially you guys have seen that you guys have seen that meme, like here's me at, at family events where no one knows how to hunt. And the guy's like sitting there on the swing, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> like that's totally me. Like, like <laughs> so I can get on the phone and shoot the crap with somebody for hours about, you know, what they've, what they've shot or, you know, what they're doing or tournament and stuff like that. And it's just, it's an enjoyable thing to be in. So yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Jim, but uh, I had, I've been to the original Athens facility when Jason had it, and I, I yep. had, okay. uh, I was in Indiana, and I, I was like, hey, you know what? I think Athens is here. Signed so up, stopping by, and watching them build the bows there. It was pretty cool to see at that time. And uh, I remember, I guess the things I remember about Athens from ATA show, uh, and you were there. I right. remember that. Yeah, I remember taking doing a lot of photos. Shoot. I remember something about like a bones camo or something. Yeah. I remember that was real big. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt like he always put a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he tried to always put like a cross or yeah, something inside right. the somewhere inside yeah. the. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is that right? Okay, a lot of a lot of them. Did, I remember yeah. we had the white one with a cross. And I yeah, can't remember the model. Yeah, yeah either way, but that was cool, and I remember he was real big on that. I that camo, and th that was really um real big, and he did a good job. Yeah, I thought cool design, marketing it sure. at the show. I mean, it was pretty you know well known, and mm -hmm. I thought it did very well. Um, so I guess let me ask you this real quick. Once you acquired it and you guys moved it, were you like, 
oh crap now what <laughs> like was it like a, oh whoa uh, you want me to answer there or you want to answer that i think we both have different perspectives on that i think the first well i'll answer it really quick i think there was an oh crap moment when we realized that we were in that season where it was going to be expected that we launch something so yeah. it would be holy cow let's assemble our engineering team let's put thoughts on paper and let's get ready to launch a new bow, which we did. I'll let you talk a little bit about which series we did. But yeah, there was definitely an oh crap moment because now it was June. Pretty much, it was June when we bought the company. Well, you know, we needed and it to close in August. Yeah, yeah, closed June in, is when we closed in August, and we yeah. launched in November, November. I think. Wow, we did, and that was pretty much going from zero to to nothing. I mean, that was from zero to, to yeah, it was going from nothing to to full bore, and I I guess. We launched the Ridge, the Ridge series. We launched the Ridge series, yeah, and which I think was that very successful. There was a lot of resources that I already had in the area, um, and having done this a little bit before, or having done this before, um, there's a lot of work involved. So I was, it wasn't intimidating. It was just there was a lot of late nights. Yeah, there was a lot of late nights to try to come up with something and put it out the door. Yep. So yeah. something fresh and new and, and trying to translate that into a brand new staff and brand new engineering team. It was, yeah, there was a lot of work involved. Now, did you and guys it, already have a shop to do this at, or did you have to find a shop? To no. We to found a shop in fast order. Yeah, wow. we, did not have, we did not have My a gosh. shop. We found a shop. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim's right. We I think the original, I think all the original shipment came to the house too first. A good chunk of it came yeah, to the a house. A chunk of it came <laughs> literally here. Um, you know, we had talked initially about keeping operations potentially in Rochester, Indiana. And within one month, we realized that that was not going to work. Logistically, it's just tough. Yeah. And we yeah. literally took a semi out there, loaded the semi up, brought it back to Rochester, New York, unloaded the semi and boom, hit the ground running and went. Um, I think the one good thing for Jim and I, it didn't take too terribly long for, for us to kind of figure out who was going to be in what role in the company and kind of where our strengths lied, that also needed to be figured out really, really fast. And I think we did a good job of of nailing that down. Yeah, quickly. it was, again, going from zero to nothing. And, you know, on top of that, we had never actually worked together. Um, so this was kind of a first experience in that. But, yeah. You know. Now, did we, you both, did you both grow up in New York or no? Yes. Yeah, we're both from here. We're both from here. Yeah. So, so elephant in the room, who's, who's the boss? Yeah. Who's the real boss here? Jeez, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> Hang on. We're going on video for a second. <laughs> we need to start playing games. Oh, no, I, I, yeah. We have like game yeah. cards here. We play questions and stuff. That's a good idea. Yeah. Why don't we ask <laughs> awkward questions and see how they answer? That'd be great. <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. So you, well, you know what, truthfully, we actually each head up our own department, our own departments, right? So from that perspective, we kind of defer to whichever one is largely, and I do the air quotes, largely who's in charge of that department. But at the end of the day, we are co-owners and we're also a married couple. So most dinners, uh, end up being, hey, well, here's what happened at work today. And then yeah, here's getting we... each other's buy-in, even if 
one yeah. or the other is the head of whatever that particular department is. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in the diplomatic answer. But it's true. <laughs> it it is, is true. It is true. Like there's stuff I'm not I'm not good at. <laughs> I'm joking. Not. Yeah, like Legit. yeah, I'm I'll admit outright I'm like really bad at details. Like I I recently scheduled a trade show and Tracy went with me. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like walking across the walking across the parking lot like a homeless man dragging bags around and getting posed. And she's like, can we could coordinate all this and go through like regular entry? I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's all right. That's funny. <laughs> so what's it like? I guess this is where it gets, I guess, the hard part in my mind when I think of owning a bow manufacturer in this industry. You're going against like, let's say Matthews, Hoyt. Brands have been established for years, bear archery, and they not only they've been established, they have a ton of money to work with to like keep, you know, ahead of you type stuff. Like what's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, how are you focused on how am I going to, how are we going to make this thing into a big brand or, or is that not your goal? Like, what's the, I guess, what's the goal and how do you get there from with knowing what you know in the industry? I'll give that a partial answer. So a a partial answer I think is twofold. I don't think either of us aspire to be a Matthews. So there, that takes that off the table. That makes that easy because it's not a goal anyway. Yeah. But the second piece of that, I think, is as long as we put our heads down and engineer and design the best product that we can with the best customer service, it's actually very easy. The bows sell themselves. Yeah, the bows yeah. really do, the bows really do sell themselves. Really, and I think that's themselves. And I think that's really what we're trying to go for is that whole feel and customer service. And, you know, people ask me, you know, hey, why should I buy your bow? Here, go shoot it. And I don't even really have to say much more. And they're like, oh, yeah. that was that was really nice. Like, I, I like that right. a lot. I'm surprised. And again, I I don't think we have any aspirations of going up against the really large manufacturers. There's a long road between position number five and position number one. It's just a huge gap in there. And I think trying to bridge that gap when you've got years ahead of you is, is a challenge, um, to do. And I don't, it's almost, it's almost not in my opinion, a worthy challenge to try to take on. Like there's just going to be things that they have more resources than, than you do to take care of at the end of the day. And again, the history is there too. So I have to say, uh, Jim, I love that answer. I honestly do because I've actually heard companies in the industry tell me in their bigger companies that they're going up against Matthews directly. And I thought to myself, like, why? Why would you even care what they're doing? Let them do their thing. Focus on yourself. And th- that's why I love your answer, because to me, that's what is it is all about. And I'm glad you guys see through that right off the bat, because if you do what you're saying, you're right. You will succeed. And that and it could who knows what it grows to. It doesn't matter. The point is you will stay on course. And that's really important. Yeah. And I think it's just it, setting expectations. It's setting expe- it's setting expectations. At the, and at the for day. the company. Like, it's just not. Yeah. They've just got years and capital of way ahead of us and that, that's okay. And they make yeah. a great product. Like I, yeah. Okay. There's, I don't. I, there's room for both. There's room. Does for it both. become, right. does it become Based hard? That. Does it become hard with, uh, and I don't know the answer to this. I, I actually always think this, but I'd never know the answer, but with patents, is there just like a ton of things in the way that, when you're trying to do things or. That is, that is a challenge for sure. We yep. have a, we have a great legal team, thankfully, but yes, that is definitely a challenge. There's a, People patent, the, the patents I've seen out there are amazing. And I won't go into detail on some of them, but just like what has been patented out there, I'm like, that oh, was actually patentable. Like that, yeah. Or would expect of that. So, yeah, because uh, I heard of patents on, you know, like QAD's new REST system has a patent. But I, I also heard that 
there's you know any sort of picatinny i don't see how you anybody could patent that but like theirs is different because it's smaller or whatever but i felt like if you had a, a picatinny in general for any piece of a pie it would be yeah, almost picatinny, hard to patent. picatinny is past patent mlock yeah. is is still in patent stage so right. yeah yeah enough. that's what i was trying to figure out when i was looking at it and then there was some I don't know, there's a couple brands doing something similar to that, but like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, and then I start learning about that. And I, I, we've worked with so many bow companies over the years. Once in a while, I pick up on conversations about patents and uh, especially in the cam systems. I remember talking, I remember hearing a lot from Darton originally about cam system patents and they're, you know, they had a whole bunch of them, I guess, at right. one point. They still do. I don't know. They still do. But, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they were talking to me about that one time, like, oh, you know, this is we own this patent this patent this patent you got to license it or whatever i was like oh okay that's how it works you know but then companies would do a different cam to get around it or whatever so i guess let's talk about your cams specifically do you guys have to pay any sort of patents for those cams or is it your own uh yeah that is a that is a patented cam system it's not our own it's it it is part of what's one of the major cam systems that all the the, a lot of the manufacturers out there are currently leveraging. Yeah, but that's pretty normal. I mean, just state, right? It's, a lot, almost right. all companies do pay some sort of patent somewhere, right? I mean, there's yeah, no and there's, way. there's basically only four major types of cam systems out there. So everybody thinks there's like 18 of them and they're really not the case. There's four major cam systems out of there and we leverage one of the four. Is there any patents in the grip systems? Because I know you have a very unique grip um, and I love, you know, I, I, I saw it at the ATA. I picked up the ATA. We talked at the ATA. But that that is like one of the coolest grips I've ever seen. Like, is that is that something you now have to patent? Like, how does that work? I guess. Um, you could probably write a utility patent on that. I don't. I, I mean, we wouldn't right now because you've already got prior art out there. Um, I patenting something like the the feel of a grip is a really challenging yeah. thing to do. It's not a technical. It's not a technical thing. It's more of a utility patent. I mean, it you you could I guess. Um, I. I'm not a big proponent, and maybe this is to our detriment, but there are other companies out there that patent every little thing they do. Like, right. you know, hey, we made a little nub on the side of the riser. We'll find a patent for that. Like, it just, some yeah. of that stuff I think actually hurts the industry and hurts innovation. Just stop. Right. You know, if you're doing something major, totally protect your IP. Like, I, I get that all day long, but, you know, I, Agreed. hey, I put a new nub on it or a screw in a different place. And, okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. You know, imi will you, imitation is the best form of flattery at the end of the day, so. Right. How often will you change cam systems? That's a tough one to answer. That's a really I mean, tough one to answer. Are, I mean, are, you, are you on a new one right now from last year's or is it the same cam? No, it's the same one. Yeah. And we've been running that one for a couple of years now, the rotating mod system. So uh, that's. So basically when you answer this question, you're answering for 24, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> you never know dave nice I, can you, I can tell how you I give you credit you, should, you can join everyone else who calls us about september and is like so what's coming out next year oh my gosh <laughs> i have to answer you know what bob i'm gonna tell you what's going on yeah. <laughs> three months in advance right? like i love it i love it so tell us about the elevate yesterday. so this is a this bow was sweet. I got to see it at the ATA. I was very happy with what I saw. I guess tell us about the bow, uh, who designed it, how you guys came up with the idea, and kind of go from there, I guess. I mean, really, at the at the end of the day, we kind of listen to what customers want and yeah. customer feedback, and that's where that the elevate came in. The elevate came from, and we did. Um, we tried to incorporate things that people had been asking for. One of the two two major things that we incorporated in it was people were looking for a different grip option, something other than shoot off the riser grip. Um, so. A big thing for 
a big thing as part of that design is I, you, I didn't want big, I didn't want to change the profile from what people really loved about Athens, which was yep. that real narrow, narrow, repeatable grip. And I didn't want something like really smushy either. Like you, so it's a pretty firm, stiff durometer rubber. It's not super thick, but it's, it gives them a little bit more of a comfortable feel to the, to the riser. Um, and then the other big thing was, uh, the other big request we had was um, additional let off options. Yeah, going from 70 to 90% with the same module. So that was a, that was another big request is the, the guys wanted the firmer back, a little bit firmer back wall. Um, they were happy with what we had, but they were, the, some target guys wanted more of those guys who were like yanking into that back wall and basically wanted to break the draw stops off. So, okay, we accommodated that. And then we want to elevate also to have some new innovation on it. So we had talked about the Picatinny rail, um, a new lower front stabilizer mount, um, and then an integrated like dovetail. The, the, the integrate system. System right on, yeah. yep, yep, right into the riser. Um, that, however, is offered on all of the models. Um, but we, we wanted the Elevate to be able to stand out a little bit too. And some of that stuff we'd been playing with a little bit earlier in the year. I went on Elk Hunt with a, I put, I, drilled and tapped a riser with a Picatinny rail on. I'm like, oh, that's a really nice set, man. I like that a lot, especially with traveling, like quick one screw and you're, it's off the bow and you put it back on, it's completely repeatable because it's a it's a Picatinny rail. It goes in the same spot every time. You don't have as much tolerance issues to worry about, so. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lamp of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. Enter the Apex Outdoor Rewards Turkey Challenge in your state. Over $120,000 in cash rewards. Limited number of entries allowed statewide. Every bird is a possible winner. Reward your passion at ApexOutdoorRewards.com. You know, and that lower lower stabilizer <clears throat> makes a pretty significant difference. You can run a lot lower weight on it. And because it's a, a pendulum effect, you get a, a better balance on it. Yeah, this looks, it looks so great. Now, as far as colors go, what's what's the best selling right now for you guys? That's as all. Far as colors? That's, all. That's, that's all, Tracy. I will admit that I've walked away. From, I have tried giving my opinion on this and I've walked away from it. My version is you can have, I'm Henry Ford. You can have any color as long as it's black. <laughs> that's it. everything else is all, all her for sure when we were talking about strengths and strengths and weaknesses totally me because i'm like gross and we sell a whole bunch of it and okay <laughs> all right so this year we offer 18 different color choices um wow. hands down and you know really since jim and i bought the business we have always had a really wide palette um so hands down, easily, our number one best-selling color slash camel this year is the new conifer gray, which is new this year. That's cool, um, yeah. One of the things that we're known for is then we also are really good about making it so people can mix and match. So talking about conifer gray, 
inside a conifer gray or part of conifer gray is also our willow color, is also our green beret color, and is also our flat dark earth. So people, of course, black. so people can really mix and match and get exactly what they want um, because we very deliberately embed multiple colors in there so that they go together. Um, but yeah, conifer gray is just smashing it this year. It looks yeah. great. Now that's your own camo? It is. Yeah, that's cool. And same with this other one here, this uh, blaze, autumn blaze. Autumn blaze and spring fever. Yeah, so nice. oh, those are ours. Yeah, and those also are mix and match options. Ooh, that's cool. Um, I see that you're looking at spring fever right there. Yeah, that's cool. Put that with the mantis riser, which is that I see it on your computer. It's kind of near the bottom. It's that limey. Ooh, you, you put shoot. those together, and you've got like just take a, my money. <laughs> Jim, what do you think? Black. Yeah, yeah, black. <laughs> is there an upcharge for the camo? I'm assuming there is not. So that is wow. another great thing about Athens. Holy it's cow. any model, any color, same price, and we don't upcharge for 65 pound limbs either, like some manufacturers do. Yeah, we we oh. have like oh. simplest pricing and programs in the industry for sure. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, where to buy these. Is is this pro shop only? Is it website only? Like how does it work? Uh, it's it's primarily pro shop. Um, yep. We do have a web presence for people who are just not close to a dealer. That does happen, um, but we push everybody as much as possible to a dealer. Like Absolutely. that's we we actively push people to dealers. Wow. We want them to go visit their dealer. We want them to establish a relationship with their dealer. We want them to go support their dealer. They're going to get their bow set up by their dealer. All of our marketing is geared towards yeah. first thing that we say is go visit your local dealer. Um, I mean, we're really, really dealer friendly. So much so that we actually advertise for our dealers and we pay for it. Yeah, We, do. we are the only manufacturer wow. in the industry that does that. Um, but to Jim's point, yeah, if you don't have a dealer near you, I'll, I'll pick on... Um, I'll pick on North Dakota. You know, you you just don't have a dealer. Okay, of course you can buy a bow on um, from us direct. Yeah, that's yep. cool. So that that dealer, they're able to order whatever custom colors you want directly from you. They'll yes. get it. They'll set it up. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, we we really want to establish a relationship with our local dealer. I mean, they're so, and that's going to be the best person to set it up typically at the end of the day anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, end to end, not just the bow. I mean, we were talking to Easton just a bit ago and there's so much that goes into just arrow choices, right. And to, to have a pro shop to go into, to talk about all that stuff yeah. really makes a lot of sense. And that that's where dealers are so important in this industry because they, yeah. they, they just lend so much expertise in regards to whatever questions that you have. Um, you know, if somebody new is coming into archery, it's so hard to get an understanding of what to look for. What are my choices? What are my options that, that going into a dealer is super important for sure. Yeah, de definitely for sure. And you don't have like a guy with a press at home just doesn't have the same amount of options or experience or knowledge that, that somebody who goes to a dealer with, unless they've been doing it for years and years and years. I mean, that's just, there's so much more you can get from going to a dealer. Yeah. Even yeah. someone like that, Jamie, that's what we run into today. I yeah. set up everyone's bows and. Yep. Yeah. Just hope the D loop doesn't come off and pop in the mouth. <laughs> End of the day, isn't your dealer also your local small business? You know, which isn't that the backbone of our country anyhow? So 100%. Yeah. Right. you want to go to Amazon and buy a jar of peanut butter and knock yourself out, but you really or mustard. Or yeah, or in our case, mustard. Um <laughs> 
But really, truly, I mean, we need our local dealers and we recognize that it's the backbone of Athens. So we need them and we're going to do everything we can to support them. Sure, we yeah. need them genuinely. Yeah, it's important. I, I guess the ones that the it gets a little tricky when we talk about pro shops in the sense of uh, what they're carrying, I guess, because, you know, I, when I started Boner Planet back in 09. I used to go to a local pro shop. I used to have every other Friday off of work and I go to this local pro shop and I'd sit and learn. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's all I did. I would literally go there, sit there all day with the owner and just watch and, and take it in and because I really wanted to start Bowhunter Planet and I was trying to figure out how to do it. And I just listen and I talk to him and learn and he, you know, tell me all the things. But what would happen is that I remember seeing is like Struther came in there and they're like, hey, you know, we want to put our bows in there. He's like, I ain't putting your bow in here, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're a nobody. You know what I mean? So like I can see the good and the bad to this, right? Because I'm like, okay, because they're small, you're not going to carry them. Well, at the time, I don't know anything about anything. So I didn't, you know, but later, like years later, that pro shop went out of business because another one opened and they actually took all the brands that that one wouldn't take. <laughs> and yeah. so what happened is they ended up pushing him out, which was the main guy. Right. So I learned a lot from that, but I also learned that, you know, if you're a pro shop, you know, really honestly think about being open to all the brands, even if you have to only take a couple, because I know you don't want to spend a ton of money. I understand there's a money aspect to this, but sure. there's gotta be some other options like consignment or something to allow people to shoot a bow or try it, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. And I think giving people an option, you know, we've had some dealers who 
we've had some dealers were like, we're, we only want to carry you and one other brand. And we'll actually, that's not necessarily a good choice for your yeah. customers. Like yeah. give them an option. And you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily care what you shoot. Do I of course want you to shoot in Athens? Yeah, of course, but shoot what is comfortable for you at the end of the day and what you feel good about. We have to have a healthy archery community at the end of the day. So do I, this sounds weird, but to Jim's point as owners, do we want you to shoot in Athens? Of course we do. But do at the end of the day, do we really care? Shoot what you want to shoot because if we don't have an archery community and people that can pass this on generation to generation, we are going to lose this sport. And then it was yep. for what, right? So carry, carry a couple different brands. I tell new archery pro shop owners that all the time. And I just say to them, I know this sounds weird. I'm going to tell you this, but I'm telling you, don't just carry us, carry others as well. Give it, people an option. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. better for your business. And I need you to be in business. Yeah. Um, they, they appreciate that. They get it. So it, honestly, if we can, if we, if we, put our bows in somebody else's so that they if we get an honest shake at a, as a pro shop probably nine times out of ten we win yep yeah, that's right it's just so, getting yeah and going along with this conversation and i and I, I don't mean to put you guys on the spot so please don't take this the wrong way by any means but it's very important is athens or does athens have any sort of long-term plan to initiate a children's bow or a mid-level bow that would be like 500 bucks or a kid's bow that, you know, just as a thought. And I just wanted to see what your guys overall concept is with this. Boy, we are asked that all the time. Yeah. We're asked that a lot. And we've debated that back and forth. I don't have a, I don't think we have a good answer for you. Right I now. think the easiest way for us to answer that is nothing is ever off the table. Let's put it that way. Right. We're, we do a really good job of listening to customer feedback. That is something that we are asked a lot. There are challenges to that that maybe the consumer doesn't recognize and they're not thinking about because they're con the consumer. They want what they want. But as a manufacturer, we recognize what some challenges are. But never say never and nothing is necessarily off the table. Yeah, there's there's definitely some challenges to that. And, you know, in the case of a children's a kid's bow, like, I don't think so. So our bows already go down to, to 24 and a half inches of draw length. I, it's a hard, which covers a lot of youth hunters. It's a hard sell for many parents to, you know, here's a, here's a high, here's a high end bow for their kid. Yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying about mid price bows. That's got, it's a whole other set of challenges that go along with that too. So never say never. No, yeah. Never say never. I, I think that's the easiest answer. Yeah, because I, I the mid price point comes up a lot. Like when I'm doing a live feed, someone's like, "Hey, what can I get for like six hundred bucks?" You know, and I never can say Athens because I don't think you guys have a six hundred dollar bow. But yeah, my thought don't. was, it is a good entryway into your your premium line once you get people shooting something in your brand, you know, brand sure. lineup. Now, other companies have done this right that didn't have them before. Um, Jim, ones that you know very well, but they they had they added in some of those mid price, and I don't know how good they're doing for them. But I, I know that people are looking at them, right, when they ask about getting mid-price point bows. Um, that's the reason I brought that one up. And the kids' one's a little harder because the kids' one, I'm I'm pretty sure are, a lot of those are imported uh, and not necessarily made here. So, I mean, there's definitely a different issue there as well. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, a, we'll just go with alert. There's a lot of issues with it in trying to do that. And it's, especially being a smaller manufacturer, that's a tough thing to to undertake. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I was going to tell you guys, great job at holding your price where you're at, at 11.99 MSRP, because that's not easy to do right now. And I see that majority huh. of the other brands have moved up dramatically from that point. So great job. Hats off to you guys for being able to do that. Yeah, that's, that's another challenge too, for sure. And especially yeah. in today's economy, because things are, things are rising dramatically as we know. So. Uh, so let's talk about marketing a little bit. I love talking about marketing because that's what we know a lot about in the industry. And and so tell us about what what's your plans for marketing. What do you guys what do you guys think when you think of marketing for an archery company? What do you, what are you guys working on, or what are you doing to help get the brand name out? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> hey, yeah that's we're doing one. that. We're doing that right now, Dave. <laughs> doing doing the tour. <laughs> Was that a good first answer? That was a yeah, great, great first answer. Yeah, great first answer. <laughs> I love it. Um, we get hit up a lot for all different types of marketing. Things are transitioning, I think, I would say slowly, but that's not really the case. As hunters are, as the younger generation of hunters are starting to age into that, I hate to say it, the middle age area where I am. Um, where we are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, sad, <you>. but true. <laughs> We're right there with you. <laughs> they, they're bringing in more of that social media, electronic marketing, like some of the, some of the print, the, the historical print and TV is tough, tougher or becoming more and more tough, I should say, than because people just aren't consuming it the same way. So we, Although we still do it. We still do it. We still do it. We just still do it very carefully and cautiously when we do um, more leveraging, I would say, social media and online marketing than anything else. I think marketing is a little bit like an octopus. You need your arms in everything because if you don't reach them in print, you're going to reach them on TV. If you don't reach them on TV, you're going to reach them on podcasts. If you don't reach them on... So, right? we, and we, so might... we do a little bit of everything so that you can get that wide range of audience it's and, it is an octopus and you might reach your you might reach your your middle age through social media and electronic marketing and things like that and you might reach your dealer who still gets a inside archery every month right you know and that's all they really read at the end of the day yeah. and i still read it too so yeah. well i think all the points that you made you know we talk about we're, we're, we do social media right that's right. that's what we do but we have those same conversations around social media platforms what's the next one? What, where can we go? And there, it's kind of a twofold thing. Number one, we want to go where the people are. Right. Right. Um, but number two, we always have this fear in our industry when, when we're doing social media of, are we going to get shadow banned or banned because, you know, archery yeah. and hunting are kind of out of favor and their algorithms don't like us anymore. And yep. we saw that on Facebook and you know, we grew huge. So yeah, we grew huge on Facebook, you know, in the, in the early years and then that stopped and then YouTube did good and then Instagram did better and then YouTube did better again. And then TikTok. now it's TikTok. And then with our show, um, you know, companies like Carbon TV and for those watching on Carbon TV, thank you. Um, Carbon TV has blown up in a huge way, yeah, you know, place to go, and, and it's a, and it's an open <laughs> format. So yeah, we have a lot of those similar conversations of we want to go where the people are, but we're always thinking about like, okay, what's the next step here? Where Where's the next platform going to be? Where can we get the most coverage? You know, where's that new hunter going? And uh, I think a perfect example of of that, you know, for us at least is is TikTok. I mean, TikTok has been, been big, a yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal platform for the new archer 
coming yeah. in, um, yeah, which amazing. makes sense, but yeah. it's been, I think it's surprised all of us in the numbers that it's capturing. I mean, I've gotten so many questions on there. It's unbelievable. Like that's, it's pretty much the place where people are trying to learn archery, which is really important. Cause I mean, our number one goal has always been to grow archery, to grow the sport of hunting and archery altogether. Um, and so we have always used that platform, but it's been great because people are very interested in the bows or interested in the content or some broadhead testing, a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally, you know, people didn't really, YouTube didn't really care about as much, you know, like, like a good example is a video I might do on YouTube might do 3000 views to 10,000 on TikTok. I might get 3 million, like literally for the same video, different well, split up, you know, and think about the way those people are consuming that content too. It's kind of the same thing with, it's kind of the same thing with the cable, you know, the cable cutters and I'm one of them, um, you know, and going to carbon TV, they want very focused content. They want to go see one thing. They don't want to flip through a bunch of channels through commercials. I want to go watch this episode now. And that's yeah, what I want. Right. To see. And it's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing that, you know, the short attention span of, of TikTok or Instagram reels or any of that, which, you know, is, you know, people want that little quick video and that's then to funny. move on i mean it, yeah. if you get youtube subscribers what is it something like if you don't if they stay on for more than 30 seconds like that's considered a watch at that point because most people are like whoop next one yeah so, yeah well that's like yeah. tv right i mean like as soon as that first commercial hits if i can't uh if i can't fast forward it past the commercials i'm finding something <laughs> oh. else right but yeah the content has gotten shorter and shorter. Our, our, our first videos that we did i remember they used to be 12, 15, 20 minutes long. We used to put out hunting videos and episodes, half hour, 40 minutes. And we, we realized, you know, over time that, that people's appetite changed for that. And now literally our biggest views um, are on 15 second videos. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. Flash quick, yeah. uh, you know, exciting uh, type stuff. And I feel the amount of the amount of media people are consuming has grown tremendously. Well, correct. Yeah. Like a good example is a lot of times when we do our deals nowadays for people who sponsor this show and all that, a lot of the deals are, you know, there's obviously the carbon TV portion of it. There's also, uh, they want some quick videos added to that deal, right? Whether it's 20 quick videos throughout the year or whatever, there's always some sort of quick deal, video deal in every single, every single contract we've done. And I understand it. And I like doing it, to be honest. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Because <laughs> it's kind of fun to do. Right. Um, and we're going to do it anyway, too, right? I'm going to do it regardless because yeah. people want to see it. It's not like, you know, people don't want to see it. And I'm just providing something that the company wants. I'm providing something that people want to see. And so I feel like that's been the biggest uh, thing. And then not just that. One of the coolest parts that have been happening in the industry right now for us is collaborations. So we've been really working with Mike's Archery a lot. Um, they're out of Ohio. They do, they have their own, um, YouTubing station on archery stuff. So and then uh, podium archer as well. We did some stuff with him. And so it's kind of cool because this is the type of thing that we've seen in, um, uh, the gamer world in other areas of, of, of YouTubers is they're collaborating and it's really important because it brings together everybody, you know, into a bigger pile. You know, and it brings it back to what you said. I mean, we're we're not out here for us. We're out here for the community. We we did not build this company 13 years ago um, so that we could just Get do what bow. we wanted. No, I mean, we, we <laughs> built it because there was a passion for the industry and we wanted to continue that heritage 
into our generation and the next generation. And that brings it back to what you were saying, Tracy. And that's really what it's about for us. It's right. not about us. It's about the community. Um, yeah. And that's really what we, and that's why we go so far to say, to try to identify where are the people at, because that's who we want to reach out to. We want to get those new archers from TikTok into the pro shops, you know, into watching more content so that we can have a next generation in all of yeah. this. Mm -hmm. For sure. And the next generation is there. I mean, my, oh, my son just started shooting tournaments this year. And I mean, the, the amount of the girls that are out there and, and right. I bet she loves that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. And thank How God you know, that we're not going to lose that is actually growing and he's into it now and he wants to start working on his bow. Oh, this is funny. He steals funny all my story. equipment. So Jamie, Jamie's wife and my <laughs> wife are good friends. So I, Easton had sent us a bunch of stuff for sponsoring the show and they sent us like these nice bags, you know, for your bow and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I give, I got Travis a shooter shirt from Easton. I said, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll get you a shooter shirt. So he's all excited about it. So Jamie's wife is over. I said, Oh, I got all this stuff for Jamie here, put it in the car. And I said, Travis, to get the shooter shirt. The next thing you know, he thought I said it was all for him. So he's putting, he switched his bag over. He's, he's got, got a new hoodie. I'm like, bag. Jamie's like, yeah, he's all excited. He's moving everything over. I'm like, Oh, okay oh that's yeah, i didn't want to like you know i didn't want to be like well that's yours you know i was like okay no worries we'll figure it out the kids take it all anyway at the end of the day oh, yeah. it doesn't right. really matter and that's what it's all about in the end so. was it was it hard to create your own camo that's my question it's a good we've question got, no that's a great question you know what we've got great designers they they listen to our input uh we usually have a vision they listen to the input and then we may have to tweak it a dozen times to really hit the vision, but they work with us that we've got such a good team. I maybe Jim and I don't talk enough about this, but we've got great employees. So, um, and, and I'll say, yes, it's tough because it's not black. Nope. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you guys put this camo on other stuff. I was so happy to see a couple hats with it. That's so cool. Yeah, so Auto Blaze and Spring Fever definitely have it. Um, we've been asked a lot to do Conifer Gray in it as well. Um, yeah. It, I, I could see a whole color. hunting line with that that uh, that green on there. That's pretty sweet. Now, what's this uh, quiver? Is this your quiver? It is. It is. That's cool. Yeah, wow. We started another company because we were bored. Wow. Yeah, we had nothing uh, to we do. We had nothing else to do. We started another company <laughs> last year. <laughs> Uh, dinner talk with, right dinner talk yeah starting out with uh <laughs> high-end accessories and one of the first products we launched was mount was the mountain view ultra one and ultra two quivers so wow, it's a, that's sweet you know i forgot i know jim i forgot you actually showed this to me at ATH show i have it on my phone i still have to put post that video i'm glad you we brought this up <laughs> i was like yeah, wait a minute we did, forgot we did a video this. on that yeah, yeah yeah so uh five arrow quiver fits on any riser mounted bow out there and fits incredibly tight to the bow um probably the tightest on the market yep wow that's so nice. just to be clear for you know everyone that's listening and watching so it's actually a separate company um it doesn't have anything to do with athens archery it is mountain view products so we've got our parent company which is athens outdoors we have three companies underneath that uh, athens archery mountain view products and then um apex manufacturing anyway so mountain view products we've got three products um, two of which Jim just mentioned, and we're working on others. We're going to keep creating high-end accessories to add to the Mountain View products portfolio. But they are designed to work with most mm -hmm. major manufacturers. Yep. 
I love the fact that Very I can see cool. the screen. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Yeah. And we were talking about that earlier. Like, should we keep this? We're like, yeah, we'll keep that. Let's yeah, see. I, I, no, I it recognize the website. Helpful. Yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> so yeah, it comes, cool. the Clippers come in four really universal colors. Um, so it'll work with any manufacturer, any camo. Um, doesn't matter what you're wearing for clothing or whatnot. It just comes in four great colors. I love that. Uh, fits now. Fits fits micro and standard size arrows. Okay, um, so what else are you guys working on? You got yeah, did this you know? Well, Bob, let me tell you about our product. You got a camper too. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you called me up right now. Let's talk. Maybe the only one I tell. Don't tell anyone else. Right. <laughs> I love it. Now we're always working on. We're stuff. always working That's on. Cool. You no know, dinner time conversation. That's right. So, okay. So is this, is this something that you would find in the shop next to an Athens bow? Like at a pro shop, are you putting these in pro shops or no? We're putting them in pro shops yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. The majority cool. of sales is with pro shops dealers. Um, but there's going to be some dealers that carry Mountain View products that may not be an Athens dealer Yeah. because yeah, it makes sense. works yeah. with the bows that are in yeah. their shop. We very we yeah. very intently keep them uh, at arm's length apart from one another because although they work on an Athens bow and although some of the colors match Athens, they also match other manufacturers. And we've had a lot of people put them on a lot of different a lot of different bows out there, and they come with all the adapters needed for all the major manufacturers out there. So this is really important one I'll say to the consumers listening. But here, so a lot of people ask me a lot about weight of bows and stuff, and we talk a lot about weights and. um some people will ask me like, Hey, what do I do? You know, if this bow's 4.7 pounds and I want it, what do I do? And I always say, well, the, the flip side of this is you can lower your, you know, uh, accessory weights to try to help offset, you know, the bow being heavier. So this only at a pound is really important. That's why I was bringing that up. Cause that's like really light compared to could be any, you know, so having that extra pound ain't as bad as if another quiver might be, and I can think of one out there. It's at least two pounds at least. So that's pretty good job on the weights. My point. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. And hopefully- everybody, everybody gets bent out. Everybody gets twisted around the axle. It's like, oh, it's four point four versus four point five pounds for a bow, and then they add <laughs> yeah, seven right. other stuff onto yeah. it. Like, well, yeah, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you gotta point. take some weight off. You think about your sight. You know, a lot of people put like a big HHA on there. It's pretty heavy when you have one. It's sitting out in front, yeah, left far. The burrs. Yeah, the burrs. Nice, uh, the heavy. <laughs> Yep. And then you got to, and then you got to balance it out with a stabilizer and then you're putting, yeah. you know, however many ounces of weight on that too. So yeah, we try to maintain a really light, simple. Yeah. So Jim, what's your thoughts on, or, you know, Tracy and Jim, what's your thoughts on this whole carbon thing going on right now? You know, we've seen multiple bows launch carbons this year. So we're at like four companies now total doing a carbon. I mean, what's your thoughts on, it? are you thinking like, that's cool or like you know it's it's all right but it's kind of a fad like what's your guys' thoughts on it that's a i think it's cool i think it's economically it's a little challenging um they're they're pretty expensive at the end of the day and i don't i'm not convinced the weight reduction i haven't really seen the weight reduction again coming back to the Hey, it's 4.4 versus 4.5 pounds. You know, are you really saving that much weight at the end of the day? The consumer has to really also buy into that perceived value for the upcharge as well. So I think that's a little bit of a challenge. And Um, yeah, pushing that $2,000 mark for a bow is a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though. 
because crossbows don't have that issue. People will spend thirty two hundred bucks like it's nothing. Yeah, with and a I ray actually, bin. Yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, they do, and I don't. I don't totally get that. Like they won't spend. Our, uh, archers are notoriously uh, somewhat cheap. Like they, they want it as inexpensive as possible. But yeah, you get the crossbow guys. They're like, oh, thirty thirty five hundred dollars, no problem at Must all. Must be they, the gun people, right? Because they <laughs> they're used to spend a little bit more. Maybe it's it might have something to do with gun people for sure. Because gun guys are you know you, you can get in some pretty expensive rifles at the end of the day, yeah. and it's very similar, right? You go out and shoot it twice a year, and you're good. It's not like a bow where you're out there behind it all the time. And the mentality is a little flopped, I think, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. So, why are you looking at me? No, I don't know. Usually, you have something to say. I, I just double check. <laughs> no, I, I always, I, I, I always I, look I, over I, and I see if Tim's gonna jump no, in with I, something. I think there's a lot of things. See, I told you the, something to say. I need the crossbow part of it. I mean, <laughs> a part of it. Part of it is that like you want to be better than everybody else. Okay, I'm gonna be a crossbow shooter. Tim's I'm only a crossbow. But if I'm gonna be a crossbow there. shooter, then I want the best one out there, right? It's kind of yeah, like similar. Yeah, Athens, Athens doing one. Uh, no, no. Turn really it sideways and put a handle on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, trigger that, mechanism. Yeah, Patented. draw lock. Yeah. Draw lock and turn it sideways. You're all good. Yeah, exactly. Draw lock exactly. Go. They go gangster style. Um, <laughs> no, but but I I think that I think part of it is like just kind of like keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. And another part of it is the is the technology. And people think the more technology, the more stuff going on with it, the better it's going to be. But I'm going to tell you. You know, from my experience, well, th and that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, I know you've broken a few in your day. The most successful crossbow that I've ever had, that I've shot the most animals with, most consistent with, was $450 out the door. You there's, know? A, there's a big thing to the stop adding stuff onto there and stuff to yeah. break. Like mm -hmm. I, I try to, you know, you're down to the wire and you've got, you're on a, a paid hunt or hell, you're in your backyard you you know you're down to the what you want is there's too many things that can possibly go wrong like remove every bit of right. bs from your setup that could possibly go wrong uh, you know just take it out of the equation because there's just so many things that can go wrong you can make a perfect shot and still never find that animal i mean it just it happens and so, if there is something that's going to go wrong i'll find it oh you will yeah oh, I, okay. i've broken a lot of them we don't we don't call it test lab for nothing it's more it's more like accident prone lab but I, you know yeah, I hear you. I, I come back from a hunt and bring my bow back. And I'm like, what the hell happened to that? Yeah, we literally folded one in half. Oh, one yeah. Time. We've had so many weird issues. We, we took a $2,000 bow and we somehow overcranked, we overcranked it. it, got which, locked which, out. Which my complaint is if, if it's a $2,000 bow, you should never be able to overcrank it. Period. I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, somehow we bent the stock over in the process. <laughs> like literally bent it over it was it was wow. so messed up it's a great night dave was so yeah, i had to make a lot of calls so to people like yourself and say hey i you know we messed this up can you help me out I'm like what what the hell are you guys doing that? Like, so, so embarrassing a good sign when the riser bends so is when the coin pops out so don't do that when the no, coin uh, this was out, this was the stock the, the, the stock pressing. and across the stock. Yeah. oh yeah from the cocker being on it wrong or something it bent over like this huh. I'm like, wow. oh my god! And then I had to, I had to. It was the worst call I ever had to make. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry about this. My guys really wanted to test this thing. <laughs> well, we test <laughs> we don't call it test lab for nothing. They yeah, oh. really got into this one. Yeah. So, guys, is there anything we missed or didn't talk about? You guys wanted to, to uh, you know, share with the public? Did Did we land on the on the boss question? Did we get in it? No, I'm just know, kidding. We We all know. We all know who the boss. Is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but did we miss anything? Is there anything else you guys uh anything else you guys have going on that you want to talk about? 
I don't think so. Nothing else going on. I guess maybe the only other thing maybe that we should just mention is really, truly, we have been growing year over year. We have dealers worldwide. And I think we're lucky enough for us to say all the time, man, we got the best group of dealers out there. Mm -hmm. We we really, truly, honest to God, do. You know, they call us up and they chat with us and we just got a great, we call it our family of dealers. Cause that's really, truly how we feel about it. You got to treat your dealers like you treat family, but I'll just leave it with that. We got, we, we got an amazing great, team. We do have a great group. We of do. Dealers for sure. So awesome. Yeah. And it's growing every year, which is nice to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool. We can't wait to see what you guys have coming out in 2024. It's coming Four. up, man. Yeah. We'll be, we'll right? be back in touch. You guys in November, we'll uh, get you back on the show. I think that'd be fun to have you guys come in when you're stressed out the most. Cause you're like, you know, running all around. Seems like you yeah. like it though. <laughs> That's always the best time to launch a bow is right in November too. Like, oh yeah. That, that, <laughs> middle, that middle of this yeah, really middle helps of the hunting, hunting season. season. Yeah. yeah. Helps a lot. Hey, if you have some it. video on your phone, too. Yes, go I have a video. I will be that. launching coming up here for Jim. I totally forgot all about it. We went over that quiver at the show, and I knew I yeah. saw I it. Remember I remembered that. it. Then I forgot it, so I have to launch that. That'll come up, yeah, very soon this week here. Now that we did this, and I remembered I, I got it. Well, you know what? <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. thanks thank for joining for us. We really appreciate us. it. We'll have to have you back on and uh, see how yeah, things continue you. to grow here and what new companies you've created since we talked last. Yeah. Time, <laughs> anytime. anytime. We'd love to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.